and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined with my three tired, slightly ill players, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello, sickly death. Hello, sickly death. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even ill. I'm just... Psh. <laughs> now we're just like that just tired and hot yeah, way around to tired, do it. tired and hot and sweaty podcasting in a pit of my own despair <laughs> yeah it's cooled down quite a bit guys not in yeah this room. But, but i'm still in an airless room if just it might as well be a basement of my own house it's tucked away um for those of yeah. you at home who have um tower desktop pcs with water cooling i have one and i am in a tiny room i am literally melting uh, so I, I, I don't have water cooling, but I have very large fans which blow out lots of hot air all over me, mm. which is wonderful. Joy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway, we have a podcast to do, and on our last session, the party finally got back together! Yay! Yay! Yay. Friends! Friends! <laughs> so to give you all a brief recap on uh, our players adventures and i should probably tell you who they're playing which is what i normally do at the start and i'm just going to gloss over it now we have tommy the gunslinger sophia the monster hunter and rogar the paladin sorcerer however i may need to amend two of those intros because two well all three of my players did some leveling up yay finally yay. leveling up whoop whoop took long enough yeah yeah, uh, so Sophia has taken a level in Cleric, and Tommy's taken one in Rogue. So we mm-hmm. are uh, branching out as a party a little bit more. Trying to cover all those bases that we're sorely lacking. In. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had any more charisma, Tommy might have like picked up an instrument and learned to be a bard, but to be fair, it's not really worth it. <laughs> uh, you could be a backing singer for Kurt. I could be, yeah, if, if Tommy could sing. <laughs> Oh, I've already got a triangle player, so... It's true. So, on the last episode, y'all had a meeting with the Watchers that went... Mm, middling, I'd say. Could have been worse. Could have been worse, could have been better, but you survived and you got some potions and drugs out of it. Congratulations. All of which yeah, may so, come in useful. Drugs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ster- seriously considering that, that whole, like, fantasy breaking bad thing. <laughs> 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 As... Fuck the main quest. Let's sell. <laughs> Let's cook fancy meth. Um, yeah. Rogar, we gotta cook. <laughs> uh. Fantasy, bitch. <laughs> so yes, while that was going on, you did manage to learn, and Sophia saw firsthand that the city's not doing great. There's people being dragged out into the streets and sent to be tried for treason. Um, yeah, doors are being kicked in, people are being dragged out of their homes, people put in cages and sent off somewhere. It's kind of awful on every level. Whole, like, Great Purge thing going on, like, Night of the Long Knives kind of thing. Yes, sounds sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, um, some of you listeners may have put this together already, but Veridin is very based off of uh, Ancient Rome. And I got to finally use a bit of my ancient Rome knowledge by setting up the uh, treason trials and persecutions. Because oh, that's cool. what I took away from it. <laughs> How can I make my world more awful? What's some of the bad shit that went on in Rome? There you go. Yeah. So who's, who's, who's fiddling at the moment while, while it burns? Uh, probably Rogar. <laughs> With himself. 
All right, I know. He's got a banjo, so he he's banjo. strumming the banjo while the world burns. That's about nah, right. No, he's going to fiddle with himself. He, he Surely both. Well. <laughs> <laughs> if only had he had enough hands. I say I can't deny any of these things. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was going on. Sophia and Solara went to see Valmin, turned in the quest, gave him a bunch of robot parts and a blueprint, and asked him to build them a robot, which will take some time, but that's going on in the background. And you all learned a little bit more about the Illuminated, at least the side of the story that Solara knew. And we all learned that there's a name that we shouldn't be saying, because it makes weird and eerie whispers show up. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah. And... We're not going to say it, funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then you all went to sleep. And there's a few things that need to happen, because there's stuff that needs to go on. But first things first, Sophia, you dream. Mm, I don't want to. Well, unfortunately. So, Sophia, as you drift off to sleep, you find yourself stood in a hallway. Rather dark, dusty hallway covered in cobwebs. And looking around, it almost looks like the top floor of a house leading into some sort of attic. And you can hear music. You can hear strange music. In fact, you... If you knew more about music in general, like the technical ability of what is being performed for you, you would realize just how complicated it is. But even as a layman, you hear this and like, it's strange and it's almost a little bit terrifying, but it is technically incredible. And as you hear the music, you start to walk down the corridor to a door that it is blaring out from. It grows louder and louder and more frantic and a smile creeps across your face it grows more and more frantic as time goes on and then eventually you hear a thud like someone dropping to the floor and a clatter of some sort of instrument go flying and the music suddenly stops you hammer on the door quickly and eventually after a few moments you hear someone crawling towards the door and they open it for you you see an old man on the floor, kind of like picking himself up. He's just kind of leaning on the door handle. He looks haggard and tired, and his face is pale and gaunt, and he just looks like like he hasn't slept in years. You realize as you look into the room, it is dark, it is night, and you can see in the distance where the chair has tipped over, and you see a stringed instrument on the floor. They're facing out towards a window that is shuttered closed. Which is a little peculiar, because you would think that they'd want to look out to the night sky when they played. As you help the man up off the floor, he nods his thanks, and you notice that he doesn't talk. You lead him over to another chair and sit him down. And he starts leaning back towards his stringed instrument that you recognize as a, a viol. It's like a, um, a large violin that you play a little bit like a cello or a bass with a, uh, a bow. And you see the instrument and the bow are on the floor. You say a few words to the man, but it comes out kind of garbled to your own ears. You can't really tell what you're saying to him, but he seems to nod appreciatively. And you walk over to a small kitchen area and you pour him a drink. As you do so, you slip a small satchel of powder into the water stir it round and bring it back to him 
He seems to thank you profusely, but again, he doesn't seem to be able to talk. He's just sort of nodding and gesturing, and he drinks the water all in one go. And at that point, the music picks up again, but it's different from before, and you realize it's not coming from the same instrument. This is a, a dark and haunting, jarring tone, and the moment it picks up, the man, this old, little old man, seems to get the fright of his life, and he bolts over to the window, and he turns his chair back up, and he starts playing furiously, almost as if he's trying to drown out whatever that noise is. And you watch on as the shutters of the window start to clack and slam, almost as, as if something's trying to get in from the outside. Either that or it's some sort of horrendous storm and the wind's crashing against it, you can't really tell. But as the curtains start to blow away and you see little glimpses of just endless darkness behind that shuttered window. And the noise that just doesn't stop. And the old man tries, and he seems to be pouring everything into it. And then you watch as his hand freezes up and the bow drops to the ground. He makes a almost audible gasp and then he clutches to his heart with his other hand and he slips off the chair. And that little smile returns to your face again. Job well done. And then you wake up. What the fuck? Mm. Why am I such a bitch in my dreams? That's a good question. Just your dreams, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oi. Right. Okay. So Do I that... notice anything different about myself? Nothing about yourself, though. You do hear from your bow that's leaning up in the corner. You hear a the, just the faint hint of a mournful tune. Yeah, I thought it'd be Zahn. Hmm. Let's be honest. Because did... didn't he right? Didn't he? played the viol yeah he did and you in like your waking mind recognized the man there was definitely eric zan um did i really kill him or did just dream me kill him or well you never saw a reflection of yourself and it didn't seem to be acting like you and you have no memory of killing an old man in a room yeah well that old man in that room anyway yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other old men, who knows? But that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Could be the memory of well someone else's memory just into my dreams. Yeah. Maybe Zahn is more twisted in with everything here than we thought. Well, I thought he was resting in peace now. Well he is, but you obviously got his memories or something. Or or memories of someone else who which include him. Next time, I'm just going to put that bow in, like, a cupboard. <laughs> in oh, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more bad dreams for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, then you open the cupboard in the morning and the bow is not there. What are the odds? Yeah, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> so, as you um, wake up, actually, Sophia, and you are a little unnerved and a little scared from what just happened and it's just kind of like shaking you a little bit but as you kind of you know breathe deep you start feeling something else almost like a pulling sensation pulling me towards what well as you kind of try to follow it you realize it's leading out of your window and it's leading into the city it's almost like a call that you can't really put any sort of audible description to it's more just a feeling 
How strong is it? It feels quite strong. It doesn't feel threatening. It feels actually oddly serene. Hmm. Is it... Would I want to go without everybody? What time is it? Uh, it's early morning at the moment. I might talk it over with my friends first before I just jump out the window. You feel, as you start to like try to get back to sleep, you feel that the pull is quite insistent. Like, it's getting stronger, and it's actually, it seems to prevent you falling asleep again. As you sort of toss and turn in your bed a little bit, trying to get comfortable. Cookson wants me to go by myself, doesn't he? Or wake us well, up. Well, a, a, a feeling wants you to go by yourself. All I can oh. think of is, is, is if you like Moana, just like staring out to the sea. <laughs> it calls me. <laughs> you love that film way too much, dude. No, I don't. I just, we, we just it reminded me of it. <laughs> I like the rock in that movie. Yes. <laughs> um, it's the cockiest song ever, and I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to stare out my window for a sec, see if I see anything, see if I, yeah. Okay. I know what direction it's going towards. Sure. Um, do me a perception check as you open the window and look outside. With advantage. Ooh, 14. The 14? You s try to scan the skyline and you sort of trace where you feel the call is coming from. And actually, as you're looking along, your eyes do seem to lock on the temple district. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go and knock on Solara's door. Okay. Probably the safest of the doors to knock on. Uh, I, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you bang on Solara's door a little bit, just to try to wake her up, and after a few attempts, you eventually hear, ah, yeah, one moment, and after a few minutes, she kind of opens the door, and she's like half asleep and like leaning on the wall, and she's like, um, yeah, what, what, what? Right, so I had a really weird dream where I, I may, or someone... I was body whose I was inhabiting killed a guy that I know is well he he was he died a long time ago and was made into my bow. I know it sounds really weird, but anyway, I had that dream. I dreamt that he died, and now I've woken up and I've got this really massive urge to go to the temple district. Should we wake the guys, or would you just come with me? Um. Okay, that's a lot of information. Uh, I mean, I can go with you if you're feeling a little nervous. All right, let's leave a note, at least, to tell them where we're going. Sure. Okay, you guys write a note and, I guess, what, leave it in the kitchen or something? Yeah. Hmm. Put it on Tommy's chair. I was thinking that. Let's put it on Tommy's chair. I will notice <laughs> that then. Yes. Okay. What the fuck is this on my chair? <laughs> 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 right. Any flat surface, I swear to God, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> so you write the note, and the pair of you head out into the early morning. Yeah. Um, it's it's got a strange aura to the streets at the moment because the purplish glow that comes from all those crystals is pretty much always active now. And as night starts to shift away, and you've got the early morning reddish sun, it gives Varadin kind of an awful, almost hellish glow down every single corridor and alleyway, 
It makes the shadows lengthen in strange ways. And honestly, trying to walk through these streets by yourself is a little bit terrifying now, especially if you are not, like, the adventuring sort, if you're just a general citizen. You notice there's not that many people out early morning, especially after the events of yesterday. Come to beautiful Varadin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're with me, Solara. It's creeping me out. Yeah, it's a, it's a little fucking creepy. I, I agree. Oh, hey, what's that? And she kind of runs over it, and she notices there's like a big, long list that has been nailed to a signpost. It's like doing like the street signs. And she goes, oh boy, this is not great. Uh, come take a look at this. And she kind of calls you over. And you see it is a long list of names with these people are wanted for questioning written at the top. Okay, so I search for my name. Uh, you don't see it, actually. I search for Tommy's. You actually don't see any of your guys' names. Ooh. Because luckily for any... you lot, you've been relatively successful of not being spotted by guards and things during this whole revolution. Anyone we do know? Going through the list, you do see one name that you recognize, and that is the lieutenant from the silver mine. Ooh. Wasn't he in charge, kind of? No, she was like... Uh, was oh, like oh the no, the, the, the lady, yeah. yeah, yeah. You do see oh, Orman's name on there as well, but you'd kind of be surprised if you didn't, as he's always been sort of whispered as the leader of this revolution. Yeah. Um, yeah, this isn't good. I mean, I really wish that I could just get my phone out and take a picture of it and then like, <laughs> WhatsApp it to you guys. Um, you, could, you could just try and like scribble it down on some parchment or something. Yeah, that that sounds like a lame. I mean, that's, 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 that's 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 like the the old school version of WhatsApping. <laughs> <laughs> or just take the list. Well, yes. Ooh, as you're making that thought, um, Solara just looked down the street and goes, Ah, I think they won't miss any. And you notice that this same list is pinned, like, all the way down the street. At any opportunity, it's nailed to some people's doors. It's tied to signs. It's very much a, uh, a prescription list of people they want rounded up and are trying to encourage other people to do so. Right, well, we'll just steal this one and hopefully that doesn't put me on the list. Okay, so you uh, grab the list. And stuff it in my jacket, I guess. And say, we'll talk about this with the boys later. Oh, and uh, just for your reference, it's Lieutenant Ashar is the name that you notice on there. She oh, was yes. the woman from the mine. Yeah. Uh, so, you grab that and you continue going on to the Temple District. And as you get closer to that, the pull seems to get stronger and stronger. But it's not a pull that you dislike. It's giving you an odd sense of calm. Almost as if this is where you need to be right now. And as you get into the temple district, it's almost hard to not run ahead of Solara, but she does keep up with you. And you're led to the temple of Kalemvor, and you see that the doors are open. Ooh! Are they home? I, I guess you've never been here, Solara. Well, you've seen me try and get access, but... Yeah, we stood outside and debated kicking the door in. Yeah, wasn't there a weird voice that's saying that they were, like, closed and shit? Yeah, one of the clerics was telling you that um, they were closed for maintenance. 
Yeah, I didn't buy that. I, I, I imagine him being voiced by like the pimply faced teen from like The Simpsons. You know, the one that's just in everything. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, kind of the specific. vibe he was giving you? Yeah, they're pretty much. We're closed. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. So, I guess there's no reason for me to draw my sword, well, or anything. So yeah, I'll just walk on in. As you walk on in, you walk through the halls of this temple and this temple is set up a little bit like a mausoleum. It's very calm, very serene it's got low lit torches and little pools of water and places for people to clean up and wash themselves before they enter the temple proper and you don't see any of the other clerics or priests or attendants about and there's no citizens in here this morning. But as you walk into the main chamber and you see all the empty pews and aisles you notice in the distance on the main altar, there is the symbol of Kalimvor, a set of scales with a skeletal engraved hand that is sort of wrapping around the middle. It's like a big golden icon. And as you look at it, on one side of the scales, you notice a shine, like a little hint of something glinting. All right, I'm going to go and investigate that. Okay. As you walk up, to the altar and you look at this large um, icon of Kalimvor you notice in one of the scales there is a pendant a small platinum looking coin it's like it's almost sorry it's the shape of a coin and it's platinum and it actually has Kalimvor's symbol engraved on it on a necklace as well and it just seems to be sat there waiting I pick it up as you do yeah as you pick that up that feeling of serenity kind of washes over you for a moment and in the choir of the temple you feel something you've not felt before you feel this rush of it's hard to describe other than energy like you feel like an adrenaline kick and you're not sure why but you suddenly feel that if you reached out you could start to do some of the things that you once saw Ansir do you feel this divine rush go through you, and you feel like if you just thought about it hard, you could tend to people's wounds with this energy. You could uh, give divine gifts. That's awesome. And uh, congratulations, Sophia. You have found your holy symbol of Kalemvor. Yay! I'm a cleric, motherfuckers. You are now a cleric. <laughs> I'm not a holy cleric, I'm just... Yes. Is, there, is there, like, nobody else in there? As you pick it up, there is no one around at the moment, but when you pick it up and you... Do you put it on? Yeah. As you put it on and you're sort of stood there and you're feeling this rush go through you and even Solara's like, oh, uh, you were kind of glowing there for a second? That's cool. And you notice you have this, like, fading divine radiance around you of greyish light. You hear a voice from one of the side antechambers goes, Hey, what are you doing in here? The temple was closed. How'd you get in? Did you break in? We don't have anything to steal. <laughs> As this uh, younger cleric comes walking out in his like morning robes and is like, um, uh, the doom guide isn't here right now. Please leave. Where, where is he exactly? Uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> when will he be back? Later. Seriously, dude. You, he has been super helpful. <laughs> you, you can insight check him if you want. <laughs> yeah, I really want to because 
Like, what the fuck is this? 16. 16. This guy is blatantly lying and just wants you to leave. <laughs> like, he is sweating. You can see he's quite young and is dealing with things he doesn't really understand, and he's kind of a bit scared and like, I don't want any trouble, just leave me alone. Alright, so I'm jacked up full of adrenaline, so I'm going to move my way towards him and to where he just came from. Well, are you going to uh, go to the antechamber? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's just a small prayer room that he was in. Is it just you here, is it? Uh, yeah, at the moment. You're guarding this whole temple? Yeah. Okay. Do you mind if I have a look around? I, I don't care, actually. I'm just going to have a look around. Like, no, you can't go back there. I you are can't... not a member of staff. Uh, please, um, I will call the guards if you do not exit immediately. What guards? He's there on his own. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's your word against ours. Yes. Right, Solara? Uh, yeah, like, step off. <laughs> we do what we want. Good intimidation there, Solara. Uh, to be fair, he does look scared. Yeah, so oh. I will push past him. Yeah, okay. ch 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 channel your channel your inner like single mother and just be like, I demand to see the manager. <laughs> uh, so where are you going? Are you going to um, Halson's office? Is that yeah. your idea? Uh, as you push inside Halson's office, you see it is a, a bit damaged, and you remember the last time you were here, he smashed a chair and was quite angry. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like it's been kind of left in that state. Shit. They haven't been here for a while. Check for stuff. Yeah, can I take just take a perception check on the room in general? Um, I mean, if you want to try find things, it'd be an investigation. Mm, fine. I don't know what I'm looking for. Well, just investigate it then. Yeah. Okay. 23 from what you can see uh the damage to the room was caused from his anger at you and tommy when you informed him of Anseer's death um you can see it, the room has been pretty much undisturbed as you kind of go through his desk and things you see it looks like he was starting to write a letter and it is addressed to the prime arbitrator and you see he's kind of scribbled out chunks of it and then just left it unfinished. Also on his desk, I'll say with a 23, you find a small book. And it contains information on the Holy Orders of Kalemvor. Ooh. I pocket both. <laughs> oh. You came in to become a cleric and now you're robbing the joint. What? Back, I, back to the old school party ways. I'm investigating <laughs> what has happened. Okay. Uh, you can take the player out of the party, but you can't take the party out of the player. <laughs> I'm not going to change just like that, am I? <laughs> Tommy's rubbed off on you in a lot more ways than you thought. And rubbed off to you in a lot more. Anyway, we'll just leave it at that. You yeah. feel your holy symbol of Kalimbo crack and you're no longer a cleric. Ah, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Which, um, to warn you, that can happen. Really? Yes. If you do not follow the tenets of your god, you don't I get mean, his powers. Yeah. I mean, if I become a necromancer at the same time, obviously. Yes. Like, that's not 
Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not going to be a dick about it, but just a general thing. If you start going super anti Kalembor, he's not going to give you powers anymore. No, well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so you find that the, the teen is kind of stood at the door and he's looking and like, look, I, I really will call the guards. Please stop stealing from the Doom Guide. I, he, he'll be back eventually, I'm sure. Eventually, you're sure? I thought you said he was going to be back soon. Well, I, um, uh, uh, look, he's, he's speaking to the leaders of the city. Um, he, he went a few days ago and hasn't returned, but I'm sure he'll be back soon. And he'll be very angry when he gets back because you are stealing his stuff. Tell him that I took it and that I will give it back to him when I see him. But he's with the leaders of the city, is he? Yes, he went to petition them about something. Okay, so has he? did he bring people with him? Yes, some of the other um, more senior priests also went with him and have not come back. But I'm doing a great job of holding this place down. I have kept the doors locked and no one is allowed in. I don't know why you're here. The doors were open, dude. What? No, I, I, I locked them last night. They, they couldn't possibly be open. They were fucking open. I... Don't know why you're lying to me. You clearly broke in. Oh, you're a moron. You're a moron. Um, okay, so <laughs> it was supposed to be away for, I'm guessing, a little bit of time, but not this long, considering you're crapping your pants. I will go find him for you. Um, uh, thank you. You're welcome. I, mean, yeah, I know where yeah. he is. Like, he went to the palace to, to, to speak to the city's leaders. Um... I'm sure he's fine. He's he's fine. He's he's a, he's a, like a knight of Columbor. He's you know really powerful. Um, As he left, he and he just left you, and he hasn't. Has he ever been away for this long before? Um, I I I, I don't know. I'm a little new here. Yes, evidently. Right. Okay. Off we go then, Talara. Let's leave this guy to guard the open doors, and um. We'll go find the Doom Guide. As you two walk past, Lara turns and goes, You are doing a very bad job. And then just turns <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> oh, just salt into the wound. Poor guy. And right. Yeah, we'll go back home. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, Sophia's little intro to the world of being a cleric. Yay! And it appears we have a slight clue as to where the Doom Guide is. Oh well. <laughs> he might like he might be at the meeting at the party later on this evening. You know. You never know. And I believe I have another player who wants to do something. Yeah. Interesting. It's not me. I just want to rob people better. Yeah. <laughs> rob people better. Pretty much. You're like just got your feet up on the bed, like practicing a lock picking all night. Yep. And you have one point of exhaustion. No. <laughs> I got a good night's sleep as well. We just spent most of the day here, didn't we? Yep. You did. So, Rogar, who wanted to yep. wake up early, what are you doing? Uh, well, uh, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take all my armor off. Okay. Like. <laughs> Strip. Striptease, like, yeah. literally all of it, gauntlets. Ring of protection. Interesting. Go on. Everything. So you're just wearing like your plain clothes, tabardy yeah. type stuff. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not uh, everything uh, then. Okay. No, no, no. Plain clothes. <laughs> right. Commoner's gear. I've seen you without your armor. Oh. Um, you have once. I started pretty much without armor. I just had a breastplate at the beginning. Oh, okay. So I'll just make the changes to my sheet, uh, just so I don't cheat. That's fine. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm gonna go in. Uh, well, first thing, I'm gonna cast fine steed because it takes ten minutes. Okay. So you do your little ritual, and are you going for Dwayne? I am going for Dwayne. I'm getting myself my my big bat friend. Okay. As you uh, sit down and cast your ritual for the morning, this greenish aura begins to consolidate and Dwayne appears in his slightly funky looking giant bat form as he now has two tongues instead of too many eyes yeah uh, and then I'm going to go to Tommy's room and see if he's wearing the cloak of elvenkind I'm guessing he is so you just stripped off and you're coming into Tommy's room well okay. I'm still With wearing clothes I'll just take my armor off and have a bat okay. <laughs> is, is Dwayne coming too uh, Dwayne's trying yeah, to difficultly fit himself through the door, like he's pushing it aside, like. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> straight. Just wait, Dwayne. Dwayne, wait. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, so you're going to Tommy's room. Are you just going to walk in? Yeah, it's good. All right, Tommy, you wake up at like four in the morning. Uh, what the fuck? What's happened now? Right, Tommy, just a quick one. Uh, what? Uh... Oh, Wait. fuck, you know, something happened to Sophia. Jesus Christ, why can't we get a fucking decent night's sleep in this place? I'm going to let you have a sleep. Right, just let me borrow that cloak. What? Just let me borrow it. Downstairs, ring of protection, gauntlets of, gauntlets of hill giant strength, both downstairs. If I lose it, you can keep them. Sound like a good deal? What, you, you, you want my cloak? I just want to borrow it. So when I bring it back, I'll get my stuff back. But if I don't bring it back then you keep my stuff. So you're leaving your shit as like collateral? Yeah. Um, okay, don't lose my fucking cloak, but apart from that, I guess, um, where are you going? Well, kind of had a dream, and, uh, well, there's something I have to go and collect. So I'm going to try and collect it. And you need my cloak? Well, I just think it might help. Um... Oh, form of ID that he needs you know, in right. office. Oh, I get, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, all right. seriously, though, don't fucking lose or damage the cloak because I'm just about to really start taking this whole thief thing seriously and that'd be a pain in the ass to lose. Well... But, I mean, yeah, I guess. Are you going to be back later today or what? Um, I'm hoping this won't take longer than an hour. Oh, uh, all right. Um... Is your bat trying to climb through the door? Uh, he was, but don't worry about it. I just need him to get to where I'm going. So, All right, okay. Make sure he doesn't sit on my chair. Yes, will do. All right. Well, um, I guess I'll hopefully see you in a bit. Uh, have you got... What happened to the sending stones? Maybe you ask Sophia for one of them, and then if shit goes south, you can send us a message. Um... Well, Sophia has one and Heinrich has the other. So I know, but we can. But if we can't find you, we can fuck off over to Heinrich's and get on the blower. Uh, yeah, go on. I'll go, I'll go see if she'll let me borrow it. But you know what she's like. Yeah, I what? know. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, um, yeah. 
have, have, a, have a good trip, I guess, and I'll see you in a bit. I'm, I'm going fucking back to sleep. I was up till three practicing lock picking. Ah, uh, no worries, homeboy. All right. See you later, Blue. You do like the Predator handshake and leave. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I'll check if Sophia's in. Am I in? Uh, at this point in time, you would have just headed out yourself. So she's not there? No. In fact, you open the door and you're like, huh. Yeah, well, right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go outside, jump on Dwayne, and I'm going to fly over to uh, Landrin's house. Okay. Or house Landrin. I'll just say, because you're probably not going to come back to me now, that Tommy, for the life of him, can't get back to sleep now. So he ends up getting up, going downstairs, and like putting some coffee in, on and makes himself a fried breakfast. Like. Oh yeah, we don't have Sven anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's really pissed me off because I've got my own fucking breakfast. I'll just say, as I'm either as I'm flying or just before I set off, I'll say my prayer as well to get my uh, temporary HP. Sure, sure. I like to think that Tommy, while he's cooking his breakfast and waiting for it to like cook properly, he's doing like um, Captain Kirk style commando rolls between the chairs to practice his new stealthy roguing. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much that. Pretty much that. And lamenting the fact that I've just lent my cloak to Rogar because I think that would be re- really cool if I was swishing it as I went. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. So, so that's that's what's happening. Can Tommy completely oblivious that he's the only one in the house? Yeah, I guess you haven't even checked in the lounge. Well, I, I, don't, I don't want to wake you guys because it's like four in the morning and like I can't go back to sleep, so fuck it. I'm going to go have some breakfast and piss about downstairs for a bit. Sounds yeah. good. So, yeah. <laughs> So, Rogar, you climb onto Dwayne and you set off into the early morning, uh, still late night sky. And you start heading towards House Landrin as the sun begins to rise. I want you to make me a stealth check. And here's how I'm going to rule it. So, the Cloak of Elvenkind, which I think you have to attune to as well, which would have taken more time. I thought that was the one thing I didn't have to attune to that we had, but okay. I think the Cloak of Elmkind requires attunement, pretty certain, because it's quite powerful. Okay. Here's how I'm going to say this works. Dwayne, I don't th- believe, takes gets the advantage on the roll, because it works on you personally, and he's a giant bat. So Dwayne is going to roll at stealth, but he's going to yep. roll straight, because I'm going to say a combination of the cloak giving him additional stealth with you on it, like so he looks more like just a creature flying in the night... A bit like you're conferring a bit of advantage to him, because he would have been at disadvantage from the fact he's flying in the middle of the sky, straight towards a heavily guarded house. So I'm going to say roll me a straight stealth. Oh, right. Just me roll a straight straight stealth check. For Dwayne. Uh, so on his sheet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Dwayne. I'm kind of amalgamating your skills together here to give, to give you uh, fairness. Um... Surely you should be fine now, considering you're not wearing, like, full armour. Well, that means that I could roll straight, because if I was wearing full armour, I'd roll with disadvantage. Yeah. So he's slightly better than yeah. he yeah. is. Also, that would still be Rogar, not Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so I think that is a... Oh, unfortunately, it's a seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunately less than the standard guards. Yep. who spot a giant flying bat start to make its way over the gate walls 
And they're going to fire some crossbow bolts at you. Okay. As you start making your way, I assume, directly towards the tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason to faff around, is there? If I'm going to get shot down, I'm going to get shot down, and I'll just shoot out of there, like... So what's Dwayne's AC? Dwayne's AC is... 13. my fucking cloak. 13. And I'm holding it. Two of them of the three that shoot at you hit. Okay. So you're going to take... You're going to take... 12 points of piercing damage from their crossbow bolts as they go off. Okay. How much health has he got? 22. Jesus. So, hang on. So, am I at the castle yet or not? You have just flown over the walls, and the guys on the walls have shot at you. It's going to take right. his next movement will get you to the uh, tower. So I'll, as we move through, I'll lay on hands him. Okay. How much lay on hands you giving him? I'll give him twelve to bring him up to full. And I assume Dwayne's next movement is going to be just straight for the tower. Uh, yeah. Unless there's any like. I'm guessing there's no way that I can. I don't. I don't want to say like fly high enough so that the crossbow bolts won't reach. Uh, you can try swoop up, but if you're trying to get to the tower, like you're going to yeah. be in their range, is what I'm saying. Like you could fly uh, straight up and get away, but if you go yeah. to the tower, they're going to try another round of shots at you. Yeah, let's get to the. Well, uh, yeah, let's get to the tower. Okay. All three of them shoot at you again, and luckily for you, only one hit this time. You take nine points of piercing damage with his shot. Uh, and okay, so I'll use uh, another nine lay on hands okay. as well as I'm moving. As you, Dwayne takes that one last uh, crossbow bolt just uh, underneath his armpit as he's like desperately flapping towards the uh, tower, you just manage to get out of the range of these guys as they fire those last shots and you are now hovering in front of the tower that you know to be Maximilian Landron's study. And as he stops, you start hearing a bell ring. Right, okay. Uh, I will misty step into the room. Okay. So you did you go to the top floor or the bottom floor of the two? The one which I was shown had the sword and book in, which I believe was the top floor, was it not? It was indeed. Okay. So you misty step into the room. Make me a perception check. A six. Six. <laughs> perceptive man, the most perceptive man alive, yeah. Yeah. You don't notice anything as you teleport into the room. And I presume you're going to try find the book and sword. Make, uh, yeah. Make me an investigation check with advantage due to your vision of seeing where it was. Though Literally I, know where it is, dude. Come on. Yeah. As you're searching around, though, I'll describe the room out again. Um, you teleport inside, and you are met with a large study that is full of art and statues and objects that seem to all be a little bit off and a little bit weird. Like, you look at statues that you swear you can't count the number of sides that are carved into them. Like, it plays havoc with your eyes and sense of perception. You look at art on the walls that you swear every time you blink, the art's in different positions. Like, you can see one massive piece that's high up on one of the walls that seems to be like a giant storm cloud with these reaching tentacles coming down from the heavens. And every time you blink, you swear the tentacles are in different positions. Okay. This room is fucking freaky, and you would be taking the same save Sophia did, except you're a little bit more used to it and you've seen the room before. So you are yeah. a bit more mentally prepared for it. 
Okay, I got a 14 on my investigation. 14. I'll say it takes you about five minutes then to find the sword. Okay. As you run around the room frantically looking for it. You finally find the part of the wall that the sword is up against, and as you look at it, you see two things. You see the sword in a full sheath, leaning up against the wall. It is indeed a great sword. And on the right-hand side, you see a book leaning on a stand. I grab the sword first. Okay. You pick the sword up, heft it onto your back, and uh, kind of strap it in as you do with a great sword across your shoulders. Yep. It feels heavy. Do you draw the sword to look at it, or are you just leaving it in the sheath for now? Uh, I'm just trying to get out of the room as fast as I can, really. Okay, so you put the sword on. feels like a regular heavy sword, heavy great sword. Yeah. A bit heavier now that you've taken your uh, gauntlets of hill giant strength off, but uh, yeah. you heft <laughs> it up. And Okay, and you're grabbing the book? Uh, yeah, grab the book. As you pick up the book, you see it like in full color now. It's this very old-looking book that you can see the pages don't quite fit in the book right, almost as if it's made up of like hundreds of different... Uh, pieces of writing that have been shoved into a single bound tome. It looks okay. really old, and the the cover of the book itself is a very dark brown, like a really old leathery look. Okay, um, am I within 30 feet of Dwayne? Uh, at the moment, you wouldn't be, but you can call him to 30 feet of you. Well, uh, yeah, I need... Let's get, yeah, I'll call Dwayne to within 30 feet, and as soon as I can see him, I'll misty step back um, onto him. You wouldn't be able to... So, just to describe this, you went through the window that looks in. Yeah. You ran off to the side to pick up the sword and book. You would have to run back to the window. All right, okay. Well, I'll do that then. Okay. So, as you're putting the sword uh, on your back and picking up the book, you do hear a voice from below. Oh, hello, burglar. (laughs) (laughs) Are you having fun up there? I'm not sure if that's Bunker laughing or if that's Rogar laughing. I think it's both. <laughs> I don't know. It's both. And you hear the clattering of feet coming up the stairs. Will uh, I get to the window before I see this guy? Well, well so what we're going to check here. We're going to roll initiative between you and him and see if he can Ooh. get to you and do what he wants to do. Okay. Do I get advantage because my berserker boots make me faster? No. What? Did you I take the advantage? Right, okay. Plus, that would be the dash action as well, and you don't really need to dash. It's well, okay. actually, no, you would need to dash. But anyway, yeah. it doesn't give you advantage. Uh, I can't click on myself. Uh, do I need to put you on a screen? Oh, just roll a d20 and add your initiative. Mm-hmm. What's he gonna uh, do to you? Twenty-one. Oh, twenty-one. Lucky little bastard. Let's try this. Yes. <laughs> come on, come on. You got a twenty-five. Oh, what? Oh, what? We can't see that roll, so... No, we can't. We just have to take the DM's word for it. Yeah. As always, you cheesy little fuckers, I will send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Cookson keeps rolling now until he gets it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Better marry up, dude. God damn it. Yeah, shit, that is... <laughs> I can't actually roll that high, so I had no chance. No. I rolled very well. <laughs> In fact, you, oh, rolled a nat- you rolled a natural 18, I rolled a natural 19. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, DM's oh. powers for you. Okay. Good luck. As you start running towards the window, the door is kicked open, and you see stood before you a man dressed in a jester's garb. 
Yep. Rogar is gonna get molested. Wearing a hat <laughs> and carrying a stick with a little um, jester head on it. And he spots you as you walk in and goes, Oh, hello. Well, isn't this a turn up for the books? I was getting so bored here by myself. Oh, <laughs> leaving me so soon, I see, as he kind of looks out the window and spots your bat flapping there. Well, I guess it's time to at least tell you one joke before you leave. Listen to me, would you? My dear dragonborn friend, what's dead, dead, and dead all over? <laughs> well, I'm guessing you're going to say me. Well, let's find out. DC 17 wisdom saving throw, please. Uh, at least I know my dad's not in the city. Do I, do I get advantage on it or not? No. Why would you get advantage? Oh, just asking. Because <laughs> he always asks. Oh, shit. Oh, I accidentally hit several buttons at one time then. Uh, I rolled a 16. 16. Poor Rogar. Is he going to die again? Well, we're about to find... Oh, my God. Okay. So, Rogar. Yeah. You hear the joke, and it's not a funny joke. No. But you can't stop laughing. Yeah, which should fit. And you collapse to the floor, spasming in laughter. Mm. For four rounds. Hideous laughter? Okay. No. Okay. He used the ability killing joke. Oh, he's, he's literally the joker. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I rolled a four on how many rounds this is going to last. So he's going to stroll up to you and stand next to you and kind of crouch down as you laugh and spasm. And I want you to make me four constitution saving throws DC 17 if you fail a single one of them you are dead wow oh man I, I want my cloak my damn it <laughs> don't die right um right so four constitution saving throws do I uh, get a plus two because I've got aura, aura protection as well yep well that's just your standard that's just you right. it? uh well no, I'll, yeah, I'll just have to add it to it because it won't roll. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, just roll your saves then. Okay. Nice knowing you, Rogar. Yeah, it was. I swear to God, Rogar. A uh, 23 and a <gasps> nat 20 at that. Okay. That's, that's, that's one. one save, three more. Great. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, set 18. Okay. Is that two saves? Yeah. yeah. Oh, come oh. on. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Uh, a 16 doesn't save. That's a failure. Rogar, you start spasming on the floor as your heart palpitates louder and louder. You open your eyes and instead of seeing a rather foppish looking man dressed in a jester's garb, you're just greeted with the face of a grinning human skull as it looks down at you, smiling in a horrifying way that you didn't even think a skull could really do. As Oh, it's gone so soon I don't even get to do an encore performance. Goodbye, little thief. And the world goes dark for poor Rogar. Oh, well. Oh, man. Jeez. I had to try. Well, let's see what your god takes away from you this time. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, or a... I just die. Yeah, it wasn't even a good death, dude. I know, but I, I had mean... to try and get it. And this was the only... I knew he was going to show up. That's yeah. it. I knew he was going to show up. Oh, actually, there is one extra thing here, just for entertainment's sake. Technically, this reduces you to zero hit points. Right. And as the ability is called Killing Joke, 
Marcel is going to do to you what the Joker once did to um, a Robin that people did not like, known as Jason Todd, and he is going to beat you to death on the floor, caving in your skull. Fair enough. That's real guard Anyway. That seems a bit real. There's a little bit. Excessive, yeah, excessive. I would say. Yeah. yeah. He's not a nice person. Yeah, we know this. Hmm. And there you and go. To be fair, Rogar did call, call it. He did say he was going to turn up. Mm. Yeah, I did. He's yeah. the only one left in the house. Well, why would he be left? Doesn't always go anywhere. Why would, you, why would you ever want to bring him with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you stay. Stay. Right, okay, so um, that's Rogar dead again. Or maybe for the last time. Well... It's a nice, easy podcast for me for the rest of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to leave Rogar's corpse there for a moment. Sophia and Solara, you return home. Tommy doesn't have a cloak. Yes, I don't have a cloak, and it's very annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Marcel does now. How the hell could you plan for freaking saving throws that high and enrolling a 25? It's not possible. (laughs) (laughs) I think Rogar's upset. I'm, 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 I, I'm upset. I'm a lot more upset about my cloak than about Rogar. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Rogar had it coming, though. He had it coming. Rogar had to do the only thing that he was told to do, and unfortunately, it didn't work. You got very close. I know. That, that initiative roll fucked you. That, that 19 natural is... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really have a chance. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like... <laughs> also, that, the killing joke ability is horrifying. Yeah. Oh, well, well. There we go. Yeah, there I mean, uh, yeah. It was it was worth a punt, I guess. <laughs> uh, I really hope I get my cloak back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rogar, you're dead. Tommy, you hear the door open and Sophia and Solara return home. Hello? Uh, hello? Uh, I thought you guys were still in bed. No, no, no. We were, we were just had a quick jaunt to the temple districts. All right, okay. Um, why? I kind of fancied a stroll, and Solara was kind enough to walk with me. Plus, we found out that where um, the Doom guy had just gone. Uh, right, uh, guys. Is it just me, or or have we all just forgotten the fucking cardinal rule? Uh, what well, I didn't. To be fair, I didn't really want to wake you because I know you sleep naked and Rogar is insane at the best of times. Yeah, well, so I thought Solara. Uh, all right, I guess. I guess it makes more sense than fucking Rogar. He woke me up this morning, borrowed my cloak, dropped, dropped all his equipment off and then pissed off on Dwayne. So. See? See? I didn't do that. I took someone with me. He took Dwayne with him, to be fair. I wonder where Dwayne is actually now. Um. Yeah. Did he take the scrying thing with him. Scrying thing. You know. No. Uh, I don't think so. I didn't think so. But I, to be honest, I wasn't really paying much attention. It was like four o'clock in the morning. And the fucker woke me up. Um. But I hope he brings my cloak back. Uh. Oh. But, but I, I gotta show you something. I gotta show you something. And then I okay. cast guidance. And I, I touching Tommy. Look what I can do! Look what I can do! Ooh. You want to explain what Guidance does? Uh, do target can roll a 
T4, add the number to an ability check of its choice. So it's only a minute. I thought, it's a cantrip. Look, I can do stuff. I picked up this really cool, like, necklace thing. So you went out robbing and you didn't invite me? Well, I didn't mean to go robbing. And you said something about the Doom Guide? Uh, hang on a second. Just just give me one moment. and I'm just going to roll a D4. because I was it. just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a one. Interesting. I don't know what that is, so I'm just going to... I'm just going to carry on. Well... <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see, won't we? Do you know what it is? I know what it is. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, I'm feeling ambivalent, shall we say. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why do you always have to be fucking neutral? <laughs> Damn neutrals. Yeah. Um, uh, so, on. yeah, well, we yeah. So, to cut a long story short, I had a really weird dream, right? So, in my dream, you know the guy from my bow? The guy that died? Yeah. Yeah. I dreamt that like, I killed him. Maybe it wasn't me, but I was in someone else's body like, and killed him. And then was I woke that... up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I woke up and um, I had this really strong urge to go towards the Temple District. And I know, I know, I split the party, but I took Solara and, and oh yeah, and we sort, found this piece of paper. Then I hand him the wanted poster thing and then um and then we went to the temple uh, of kellenball and, and i found this amulet and it's given me all these strange powers and then we found out that uh that the doom guide is actually with uh probably with kren and some other guys so let's go find him because i'm oh. still pumped with an adrenaline i thought the doom guy was on our side or at least he, he hated Kren. Why is he going with them? I think he's them? going to complain. I mean, and then I show him the le- the letter that I found on on his desk. Right, okay. Well, that's not good. Um, no. Shit. Should we wait for Rogar to get back? Yeah. Uh, and then are we supposed to be, like, going to some event today? Yeah, what time is it? Uh... Cookson. <laughs> time is it at the minute? Like, um, by the time you walk back, you're probably looking like seven, eight a.m. You guys were up quite early. All right, so we've got. We said we'd be there in the morning. We got an hour or so. We'll wait for him for an hour, and then if and we'll not, head, we'll head yeah. him over to yeah, to our man's house. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do you guys want some breakfast? Yes, please. And then I take some eggs off your plate. Oi! Get your own. You offered. Yeah, from the fucking kitchen. But Sven would have made me food. Yeah, well, we killed Sven, didn't we? I didn't kill Sven. No, I didn't kill Sven either. (laughs) But he's dead nonetheless. Yeah, that's true. Did you find my note? What note? I'm guessing not. It's on your chair. Oh, and I kind of lean back and reach under my arse and like, Ah, right, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know why I bother. It was four o'clock in the morning, love. I wasn't exactly thinking. Right, and then I fuck off and get some breakfast. Yeah, and I guess we wait an hour. Oh, did um, did Rogar get the sending stone off you? No, I haven't seen Rogar today. Oh, shit. Told him to get the fucking sending stone off you. 
so we could at least contact him and find out what was going on. I mean, what time was that? About four. Well, I was gone by then. I probably couldn't find you then. Oh, shit. Well, we might you know where he's go- gone? <sighs> Not exactly. Kept it quite close to his chest. I wasn't really asking, to be fair. Again, just woken up. Oh, we could just rifle through his shit. Yeah, that's true, actually. He left all his, like, cool gear here. So, I mean, we can have a, have a poke about. Yeah? I mean, should we see what I look like with full armour on? Yeah. I'm going to put some lots of giant strength on and, like, try and punch a door and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so we kind of piss about with Rogar's stuff for about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to, like, go and check Rogar's room and just see if he left any kind of ideas like note to self tomorrow go and try misty stepping into a room <laughs> <laughs> or like his will or something last mm. will and testament yeah. yeah don't take my shit <laughs> no Too that late. was tommy Rogan and it was a, said you can take my shit yeah it was a straight, <laughs> was a stra- straight up swapsies so <laughs> last minute addendum <laughs> yeah uh, oh well as you piss about for a while and start to get a little bit worried that Rogar has yet to return. Rogar. Hello. You've died again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here we are. Again. It's like yeah. that kind of, kind, of, kind of disappointed talk you get from a teacher when you just fuck up for like another time and it's just like, oh God. Here yeah. we go again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh well. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm fucking angry. <laughs> Stop fucking dying, you jabend. So, Rogar. Yes. As the coldness of death claims you once more, and you kind of feel yourself falling into that familiar darkness, and that's what it feels like. You're just falling endlessly through the void. You hear whispers all around you, trying to speak to you, trying to lure you this way and that but you continue to fall almost without any control and then like last time you smash through what feels like almost a pane of glass that is just invisible but seems to be made up of the darkness itself and it tears through you you feel it rip into your flesh into your mind into your soul and For the briefest of moments, you're not certain you can hold on to whatever you are at this point. You feel your soul and spirit is struggling to stay stable, to remember your form and to remember who you were. You feel that darkness tighten around your mind, that insanity that already affects you, tear into you. And you almost feel yourself fade completely to the dark. As you start to reach out to see if you can even see any part of yourself, you notice the brand on your arm is glowing. The mark of Mordigian. You feel the coldness of death come for you. But instead of continuing to take, it seems to reform you. Just enough to hold on as you open your eyes. You're lying face down on the floor of Maximilian Landrum's study. You see, looking around you, no one's there at the moment. 
You see the sword has just been put to one side, as is the book. And you can hear faintly downstairs, almost distorted. Now come on, what do we pay you servants for? Go up there and clean up the body so that the master doesn't notice. I don't care if it drove your brother insane. Get the fuck up there or before I cut your goddamn face off. Do you understand? Yes, go on, little servant. Go, go, go. And you that argument continues a little bit as you return to consciousness. Okay. Am I still wearing the cloak? Yes, you still have your stuff. It's, you seem to right. have only been out for a short period of time. Okay. I grab the book and the sword, is, and I'm guessing Dwayne's still there because he lasts 24 hours. Uh, so. Just double check for me. Does Dwayne disappear when you lose, when you die? Or is he there forever? Oh, questions. Uh, let me go find it. <laughs> Oh, I, I hope he does stay. Just, just so like any time like a paladin dies, I mean, you, your the pet just like lies on its grave and mourns. Yeah, like familiar. Um, yeah. Oh, I haven't written it down. If it says, um, what is it? What is it? Is it when like it's... the steed drops to zero hit points? It disappears. Uh, do do Um, I actually can't see it saying. That's interesting. No, it doesn't. It just says you can't have more than one. Can't have more than one. Um, um, it says the thing about it dying. Yeah, doesn't say anything about it if I do. So um, yeah, he's still I would there. Say Dwayne is still there. Boom. Cool. Uh, so I will. Uh, yeah, Misty, step back out onto Dwayne. You grab the book and the sword, and Misty, step out then. Yes, and I fucking bolt it. <laughs> <laughs> straight up, straight up, and away. Yeah, straight up and away. Yeah, I would say at this point, Rogo, you have one health. Yes, and. Does, oh hands. yeah, yes, and I will lay my hands myself as I do it for what I have remaining. Okay, how much is that? Uh, let me find out because I write it down on a piece of paper. Uh, so that'll be another nine. So I'm up to ten. You're up to ten. Mm-hmm. And Rogar, I take it you attempt to just fly home. Uh, fly up. Yeah, up. you fly straight up, and you don't see any arrows come after you and at a certain point you do feel a little bit safer that there is no way someone can hit you from up here. Yes, and then I will uh, attempt to stealthily make my way home. As stealthily as I can. Okay, do me a stealth roll on Dwayne. As you, more for you coming in landing because you're too high up to be spotted otherwise. Yeah, why didn't you fly really high in the first place? Because then I couldn't get into the room. Oh, yeah. Well, you could have, you could have like dropped right down just as you got to the room, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that, that... I'd say that would have been very difficult, and he would have had a chance to fall off if he tried to nose dive into the room from like. Uh, it was a twenty. It. it was 20? A twenty. Cool. Twenty. Well done. You get past any of the guards' passive perceptions who are now up and about and starting to look at doors and things. Cool. In fact, you notice <laughs> just, this as you just land. Staring at doors. They'll. You uh, actually do notice they are banging on doors for other houses and doing more raids. Uh, yeah, and then I'll just barrel into uh, the house then in any way that I can get in there. Okay, you run through the front door. Are you keeping Dwayne or dismissing him? Um, I'll... Uh, I don't want to draw attention to us, so I'll dismiss him. Okay, so so, so as, you, as you run into the room, presuming, presuming we're still there... Uh, you see Sophia dressed in your armor and Tommy with the gauntlets on punching Sophia and she's going, doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to like, just walk in and look at you to like, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, have such little faith? 
as right, we were you, waiting. <laughs> as you two hear Rogar say that and look at him, you both audibly gasp. Oh shit! Rogar, does not look anything like he used to. Part of his face does. You can still see parts of the blue scales and his snout and draconic mouth. Both of his eyes now have an undead yellowish tinge, and more than half of his face reminds you very much of what you once saw the faces of ghouls to look like. His ears are slightly pointed and grotesque. His face in general is horrifying. You look at his arm that has the undead hand, and you notice it's now no longer just his hand. It seems to go all the way up that arm, all the way to the shoulder, and possibly more, but you can't see underneath his clothes. He has become something else. As a life cleric, would I be repulsed by him? A little bit, yeah. Uh, I'm just like, uh, for fuck's sake, Rogar, you died, didn't you? (laughs) This is why we don't split the party. Hey, well, well, before 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 you get all pissy, I was going to take the sword off my back. It's like it was worth it. You As... got a new sword and you died. <laughs> I mean, for it's you, sword, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone else, not a fair trade. Rogar, as you grip the black hilt of this sword and draw it. You all notice that the room gets visibly darker, despite the fact that the sword appears to have a glow of its own. It's almost like light is being drawn into the blade itself, and hangs around it like a corona around a black hole. You see the sword is greyish-white, with just a little thin strip of darkness right through the center of it, and it kind of hangs there for a moment, ominously glowing. That's a pretty cool sword. I'll give you that there, boy. I'll give you that. Where the fuck did you get that sword from? Well, you know, sometimes you have to trade things to get certain things. You know, but... Sophia, do you want want to start a um, a bet on, like, when Rogar will next die? We could call it... uh, (laughs) Like, a dead pool, if you will. (laughs) Deal. (laughs) <laughs> I will say this, Rogar, as you've now, like, the adrenaline's gone, you've escaped, and you're sort of stood at home. You feel horrific. Not from the change itself, but you feel that you are extremely close to being gone entirely. Like, you don't feel stable in a way that's hard to describe, because you don't feel physically damaged or wounded. You just don't feel... It's almost like you don't feel real. I think that's a DM way of telling you to stop fucking die <laughs> yeah dude you, you 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 like look like an avocado fuck like an old avocado <laughs> your face is just haunting well you know it doesn't really matter does it let's be fair you know. who killed you how did you die well see that would be telling Yes, exactly. That's what I'm asking you, bitch. That's just him laughing. Like you look like Freddy Cougar. That, that, that's not even like that's not Rogar hysterical laughing. No, that's just that's a jungle. Um, you look like Freddy Krueger face fucked a topographical map of Utah. It just. Yeah. Well, you see, unfortunately, 
I got shown the sword, so I had to go get the sword. Because, you know, it's, it's one of them. Uh, you know, you get told, ah, you need this. So you go and get this. But, unfortunately, due to some nefarious affairs, let's go with that. Uh, yeah, there was a tiny little dude there. And it would appear that the tiny little dude knows some really, really powerful shit. And uh, then it was really funny. Then I woke up and, yeah, got the fuck out of there. So a little dude made you die by laughing? Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. That's actually a pretty fucking fitting death, Thoroga. Yeah, and I don't actually know what his name is, so I couldn't tell you. (laughs) What, what, What did this little dude look like? He looked like a jester. And then I... With, a, with an 18 and him saying that, you do kind of put two and two together there on who that might have been. I mean, you'd, you'd hope, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You saw Marcel then, did you? I have no idea who Marcel is. He's a jester at my dad's house. Then, yes, I did. He's a f- cuck. <laughs> I could have told you that. He didn't make you, like, pick a packet of cards or anything, did he? No, but... I would have taken a card. Uh, no, he told a really, really bad joke, uh, but it was really, really funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was it, it was so funny. I was on the floor. Um, and, yeah, then I woke up and he was shouting at some servant and I booked it. I mean, my dad didn't catch you, did he? No, just this dude. Did he say anything about him not being around? He did mention that he wanted the servants to clean the body up so that he wouldn't notice. Oh, I'm assuming it's your daddy was talking about. Yeah. But hey. Yeah. Did it seem like he was at home? Who was at home? My daddy. He didn't seem to intimate that. I think he did. And I would say you're both aware that Maximilian can tell when a spell is being cast. And Rogar, like you Mr. got Step. into the room by casting a spell. Oh, I know. <laughs> he yeah, knows what he did. Yeah. I know what I did, and I did it. Anyway. I did it hoping he wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. To be honest. So I'll say you have a reasonable assumption he wasn't there. Okay. Yeah. That's good, I guess. Because y'all wouldn't have gone away from him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you really wouldn't have. You uh, would have been dust. Well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, if, it, if it comes down to one of those situations, it's like, you know, you just say the A-man's name three times and hope. <laughs> uh, and I mean, yeah, in, in all fairness, I mean, you only died, so. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, could, man, I'm telling you, I can't fucking die. This is so sweet. Worse. <laughs> just your looks this time. There's no mental instability there, is there? Well, more mental instability. I don't. I don't think I can roll on the same table twice. Oh. <laughs> you can stab me, but you just can't fucking kill me, man. <laughs> oh, I really need to take a hit out on this guy. So, um, yeah. Well, well, we've been busy catching up and stuff. Uh, I think Heinrich's waiting. So, Rogar. Get me cloak back, mate. I'll give you your cloak back. You give me my gauntlets back. And then Rogar will get dressed. 
and uh, can I take a short rest or like to get dressed and stuff? What, what time we well, are now? I'll say this: both the two items you got require attunement. Yes. So what, the are book? you? Yes. Ah, oh, fuck. Because the book has properties and things in it. It has multiple facets to it. And you might want to find out what what these things are. So, Yeah, so it's... So I'll break it down for you. You can take an hour to attune to the sword, and then it's just your sword. The book, you can take an hour to attune to it, which will give you its basic properties. If you wish to learn more and get more out of the book, it will require continuous study. Okay, right. So... So, are we moving right now? Well, I don't think we want to keep uh, Heinrich waiting too long. After we yeah. do this, is this is one of the, one of the few days we actually have something on. Uh, but what time are we looking at? What time are we now? Because we waited an hour for you. It was yeah, what nine-ish? seven before, so nine-ish. Well, he said this morning. So, how long is it going to take to get to his? Uh, at a brisk run through the city, you'd probably get there in about an hour. But the other question is, which one of you is actually going to go to the meeting as well? Yeah, we haven't decided that. I guess we're going to talk on the way. Oh, I'm going to not nominate myself. I also not nominate you, so that's good. <laughs> um, I think you've had enough adventures for one day, and also sending the insane man to do the... Sneaky stuff. Well, yeah, maybe not the best. Just drop into the middle of the room like four, bring yeah. me Cran, and just start <laughs> slashing at people. <laughs> Sounds about right. And maybe, you are maybe. dead in one turn. And next. <laughs> and you come back, and this time you don't have a penis anymore. So. And this time you're Casper. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally just a ghost now. Yeah, You can't affect the world in any way. You can just be vaguely annoying by laughing at us. Yeah. Yeah, right. sounds good. What, what I think I'm... Rogar ideally would like to take a long rest. Uh, a short rest. But... Yeah. If I can rest while we're at Heinrichs. Well, if you're not you're not the one going, I'm assuming that it should should be all right. Yeah. We could probably take a rest at his. It's probably a, a relatively safe place as as places go right now. Um, government building and all. Uh, I'm not sure whether we should send me or Sophia, or in fact Solara. I would send you. Really? Well, you are the least likely to be recognised. Yeah. Um, because you're not known to any of the um, nobles, unlike so- Sophia, who is. And you can change your face. Yeah. I can to anyone who can't see through it magically. Well, it's still but, yeah. better than. It is yeah, still better than nothing. So. And we, and we know, and we know, Maximilian Landrin isn't there, and he's the most powerful. So he's the only one that I know would be able to. Well, I don't know if he actually could see um, through well, it. I just think know. Every, yeah, every, everyone can, can have a go at seeing through it, but they have to yeah. know they need to see through it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, well, yeah, fuck it then, I'll, I'll do it. And if I die here, one of you, one of you two fuckers is going to have to go and fight in the arena. Well, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's fine. Um, I nominate the guy that can't die. Yeah, that seems sensible. Yeah, it does. Right, first things first, before I tune to the sword... Mm-hmm. I'd like to attune to my old items if I still need to do that. Okay. Um, so it's I'll take forever. Well, I'll do it as we're moving. That's still my take idea. Forever. It'll take me two hours. Yeah. 
There's only two things. Do you remember, well, before you do anything, do you remember you only have three attunement slots? I know. I know. But okay. I can only tune from something you can. when I decide I want to read the book. Okay. So I'm going to attune back to my gauntlets and my ring of protection for now. Okay. Um, and, and, I will, and then the sword. And then the sword, because I can still use my glaive until such time as I have time to attune to the sword. Okay. Is my thinking. So you're going to attune to the gauntlets and the ring while you run over there? Yeah, ring first. Ring first. So you get the ring by the time you get to Heinrich's place as you guys run through the streets. You see it is just as awful as yesterday. There are multiple illuminated floating overhead and around every corner. There are knights on the streets and city guard are just pulling people out of their homes and again chucking them into cages or marching them off in chains. It's uh, kind of a horrible sight. Yeah, and I thought this fucking city was bad before. This is terrible, isn't it? Yeah, as soon as you think something can't get much worse, it, it generally does. Invariably it does, yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, never mind. Let's just get to Heinrichs and sort it out. Is Heinrich's name on the list at all? Not We didn't recognise any other names, yeah. did you? Oh, it just, just, but we'll let Heinrich know about, um, what's the face? The Lieutenant. Lieutenant Elshar. Yeah. Okay. So you reach Heinrich's place and you head in. So are you all heading up or Rogar, are you just going to sit on the floor and try to tune to the sword? Um, you mean heading upstairs into Heinrich's office? Yeah. I'll do it in his office. Why not? Okay. I, I, I might cure wounds myself as we get in there as well. Okay. Oh, I could help with that. Actually, you can do yeah. if you want to. I've, I've used all my second level spells for the day already, by the way. <laughs> Seriously? And the pillow power, yeah. Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I needed one for the bat and then two misty steps. And to be fair, he did die, so, you know. And I died anyway. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you might actually just um, um, like hit throw, roll some hit dice. Well, I don't know if I have time, if it's long enough for me to roll some hit dice while we're in there at the meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, while we're in there with Heinrich. I'll say attuning to the sword for the first time would take your full concentration anyway. So depends right, if you so. spend longer than an hour. But anyway, so you guys get to Heinrichs and you head up to his office and assume you're just going to go, hey, hi, we're here. Uh, pretty much. Hi, well, Heinrich. How's it going, mate? He, uh, he's in his usual spot just behind his desk. He looks kind of a bit nervous this morning and a little bit jittery as he looks and goes, oh, uh, hello all. Thank you for... Thank you for showing up as as I requested. Yeah, it's that day, isn't it? It is. Are you feeling it... all right? Um, no, honestly, no. Um, it's been a stressful couple of days. Um, uh, luckily, my name didn't show up on any list this morning, so uh, my initial heart attack is over. But it is yeah. worrying. Yeah, we saw Ashar's name on there. As did I. Um. Luckily, as far as I'm aware, she is safe and in hiding with the rest of the Resistance leaders and higher-ups, but hopefully they won't have to stay in hiding too much longer. I mean, are they still outside of the city, or are they inside the city? No, no, they've all made it inside the city now. Oh dear, then. She needs to keep her head down, I guess. Yeah, so listen, um, Heinrich, you're going to need to fill us in a bit more about today, and then what's the timescale for this whole revolt? Well... Here's what's going to happen today. Today, there will be a meeting. 
leading into the afternoon that Kren has called to discuss various matters of state with the council. I'm not certain of the entire agenda, but he did explicitly state that there are numerous points that everyone needs to be made aware of, and I find that troubling. I think Kren is going to tell them all of whatever stages of his plan come next with all these abominations and rounding people up. I am quite concerned. In addition to this, I heard tell that someone is going to attempt to speak to the council, someone from out of state, uh, coming from one of the lands from the south. I'm not certain entirely what that's about, but it would also be useful to know. In addition to this, apart from actually knowing what happens at the meeting, what we also wish to learn is whether there is any way into the palace other than simply trying to storm the gates. As you can imagine, the palace itself is quite heavily guarded. The Court of Eternal Truth has a full barracks of its own soldiers, let alone whatever monsters he's now got lurking in there. But we had people find the blueprints of the palace, and there were mentions of a tunnel that could lead into one of the upper levels via the prison initially, and then through a secret passageway that would lead higher up. I don't know if any of you are aware, but there are cells underground underneath the court. That's where the tunnel should connect into, we think, but I don't know if that's the only entrance. We so, well, I was going to say, how are we going to get in there? Well, that's, I guess, up to yourselves. If you can find a way in either to the cells underneath the court and find the entrance from there, great. But if there is another way to get to this particular tunnel upstairs, I don't know. I leave it up to you on that one. We are aware of multiple, but the building design has changed over time. Uh, so who knows how accurate these older plans actually are. Well, give us what you got, mate, I think. Uh, he does take out a set of blueprints and kind of shows you the general layout. You see one entrance is clearly designed to come through what is now the cells underneath. It doesn't look like in these original blueprints that's what they were designed to be. It looked to be just a large storage facility, but it is now, he's telling you, that it's actually where they lock up like prisoners that they don't want in any anywhere else. So like pre-execution prisoners, that sort of thing. Uh, he notes where a secret entrance is supposed to be that leads up to the above levels. It is near the back of the northern side of the cell block, and that seems to take you up to what would otherwise be the guest rooms. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. So, here's the general idea. You're going, whoever it is who's going, is going to sneak in with the new servants that have been acquired to help replace some unfortunate losses of previous servants. I don't know if you've seen them hanging from some of the towers, but it seems Kren got a little concerned about their conversations. Ah, uh, that's what that was. Right, okay. So, there are opportunities for new people to get into the palace. We want whoever goes in to pretend to be one of these servants. We have arranged for documentation that will at least get you into the palace itself and onto the staff for this meeting. But after there, you're on your own. We would like to get as much information out of the meeting as possible, and then we would like you to break away and try find this hidden entrance. If you find it, of course you can attempt to use it to escape as well. I would probably recommend that, but if you find another way out of the palace, then be my guest. Or you could just do your job. 
and be a waiter and then leave at the end of the well, <laughs> you could attempt to, but the longer it goes on, the more likely you are to be discovered by someone. Yeah, I think stay stay as long as you can to get the relevant information, and then try and scarper. Um, what a pity we don't have a bat that we could just fly out on. <laughs> hey, don't don't. Dwayne would draw a lot of attention. He just would putting that out there. Just 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 if, if like I had to call in an emergency evac. <laughs> well, I can always take the Vile of Mages blood and cast it anyway. So okay, that's true. Mm-hmm. Right, I got um. Or you could get that night gaunt again. Uh, no, that would require <laughs> having to go and speak to the Crimson Tongue, and yeah. she's probably gonna be pissed. Yeah, yeah. Let's, when let's... isn't she pissed? Um, when she's getting people, I guess. She's probably quite happy then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She seems quite pleased when she's doing those things. When she killed Handrel, she seemed quite happy. Um, well, I wouldn't say I would suggest she was happy about it because she lost a soldier. But on the other hand, what the fuck was he thinking? Yeah, he's trying to be a good lad. Um, yeah, game. but you know. Well, yeah. To be fair, what was he thinking? Trying to um, get on her side anyway. She's obviously nuts. Well, you know. <laughs> Some people have things that you don't know much about and, you know, yeah, you know, it's, he's dead anyway. It's all right. It's all right. And Rogar goes back to looking at his sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't the reason why he joined the Crimson Tongue was because he was looking for the person that killed his family? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, just and, and Rogar introduced him to the Crimson Tongue. Yeah. At request. Yeah, yeah he did request it. Though, <laughs> he did request it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Just saying. Um, right. Well, I've got that. I can. I can blow the horn of Gondor, can't I? If I need to warn you guys. Yeah. Got the horn of silent alarm. Oh, uh, so we have to be within like a certain distance of you. Six hundred and... feet. So I guess if you like. In the city, we should be all right. Well, yeah. Or well, hang around outside the palace in the palace district or something. You should be within earshot. Might leave that for Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Whatever, however we want to work it. Um, if one of you could stay vaguely within warning distance, you know, I can at least kind of get some kind of message out to you. Or maybe give me the sending stone, and I can, I can send Ooh. a message out. Yeah, um, I mean, can we borrow that for you, mate? Heinrich actually looks and goes, "Oh, that's that's a good idea, actually. Yes." Um, he hands over the sending stone to you, Tommy. Do let us know if anything happens. Um, Good luck if it's you that's going then. Well, I think I've been voted into it, so yeah, I guess so. Uh, so I mean, hang on a second. So, servant looks a bit like, and I'm going to click my fingers and turn into what I think a servant looks like. Oh, yes, that's not bad. We've got some actual clothes for you as well, so that, that should help. Uh, and, and you guys, although he won't, notice I bear a remarkable resemblance to Sven. Sans <laughs> <laughs> uh, crushed skull. Sans crushed skull, although I could put that on if you want. <laughs> I was say, it, might, it might be worth you actually just wearing the clothes. Yeah, because they would see having, through. I mean, yeah. I, I still have to do, the, do it on my face because otherwise I'm wearing a pallid yeah. mask. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's not like a ball, a masquerade ball or anything, is it? So. No, I'm just, just a straight up servant and an event. So. Yeah. Well, they'll be wearing, well, a lot of them will be wearing masks, but they will be from the houses. Yeah, I don't think the servants will be in masks. No. No. 
So yeah, I guess I'll just I'll just hope that nobody's that bothered about ch- double checking. <gasps> no, I shouldn't. <gasps> what? Well, oh, I just had a thought. Since we know he's not in the area, probably could make yourself look like Maximilian Landrin. <laughs> just, could. just, just thinking. I could do. It'd be a bit strange that you're not having the rest of your court there, but I, t- just... I, I tell you what, right now, if I was Kurt and I could reliably deceive people, you'd do it. I would do it. <laughs> also, you don't know what he looked like, so I no, would I, require I mean, a check. As in, Sophia can describe him to you. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I could, I could sit there and because I can cast it at will, just keep changing until I look exactly mm. like Sophia wants me to look. So, I mean, I, I think I could pull it off, but it's more the fact that I don't think I could reliably deceive people enough. Yeah, yeah, I know to what you mean. Pull it off. So, I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with a servant look, and I'm gonna be as subtle and as nondescript as I possibly can. Um, and I, pro- I, I say I would put the clothes on, but then that means I can't really have my cloak and all my equipment equipped. So I'll just make it look like I'm wearing the clothes, I think. What do you think? Um, yeah. I'm guessing he couldn't get away with his equipment. Under the I mean, I'd have to try and hide it underneath the clothes. And seeing as I'm, I'm, I'm doing an enchantment on myself anyway, there does seem much point in just... Yeah, yeah. I, I've got to do it no matter what if I want to look human. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I might as well just go for the whole hog. It's, a, it's still a spell at the end of the day, so. But I mean, I can I can kind of make it make it. Um, maybe I'll take my cloak, my like big coat off or something, so I'm not trying to mask too much. My my outline is roughly similar to my actual outline. Okay. If you know, if you know what I mean. So I'm not, I'm not like hiding folds of cloak and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. people are touching stuff that do, that they can't see. So I'll, I'll look more human, and I'll, I'll keep the cloak, but I'll roll it up and tuck it in so it's not flowing yeah i know what you mean yeah okay and then yeah i mean what's the plan then i guess i guess i'm gonna go in you i need it need maybe sophia close by and then so if well i don't actually need you close by do i i've got the sending stone but you guys just need to keep an eye on that i guess i'll just follow my gut and see what happens sounds like the best way mate Anything else here that would help you? I don't Have faith. It. Yeah, I'll dun, pray for dun, you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, well, have you got anything? I'm looking. I don't think I do, mate. I'm sorry. Oh, well. Um, Never mind. I'll just, I'll just, I'm just, just go wondering. in. Simple as. Well, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, all right. What if I gave you that bottle of divinity? What's that do again? Give you true sight. Ooh. Really addictive. Highly addictive, yes, but you get true sight for 10 minutes, which could be quite useful. I mean, I could pocket it, see if I need it. About the mind reading one? Might as well. Uh, Basically. Basically. But yeah, I'll I'll give you that. Um... I mean, to be fair, I don't have the mind reading one. Well, I, I, I can do that anyway, sort of. Right, it's up to you. Say, I, 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 I have, I have an ability which I, which I kind of use. It's, 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 it's peripherally, it's for reading people's minds, but it's for actually detecting madness instead. 
but it yeah. says I can read minds as well. All right, okay. Uh, potion of so. invisibility and the greater healing. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll grab them. Yeah, is it is it worth me giving you the um, the seer's amulet as well? What does that do again? So you've got two options. You can re-roll any failed dice for dice roll. Yeah. Would have been useful in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> never mind never mind carry on i'm not i'm not i'm not salty <laughs> I'm, I'm alive it's fine i mean to uh, be fair he would just hit you with another attack and then you'd have died then so yeah that's true um yeah i mean would it have been worse to have been on Dwayne when he finger of death you from the sky probably yeah, yeah no one wants to get fingered while they're on Dwayne. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it means you could also cast scrying if you wanted to yeah, so true. You, you can do dramatic. It's one or the other. You yeah, it's one both. or yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah. Once per day. And you right, don't have so, to attune to it either. So you do have to attune to it. Oh, do you have to attune to it? Yes. All right. Okay. Well, I'm not wearing it anyway, so. Yeah. You've got way too many things to attune. I have loads of. Crap. Well, I, I I attuned to my cloak on the way over, so that's fine. Um, I don't think Who's I'm not attuned to things. <laughs> I don't. I th- I think I'm attuned to my ring as well, and I think that's everything. <laughs> Yes, I'm tuned to my ring. Uh, so, so what? What is it? It's the amulet of the seer's amulet. Seer's amulet. Yep. And it's scrying or reroll. Or reroll any once a day. Once a day. So it's one or the other once a day. So am I giving that to you? Uh, you might as well. Yeah, I'll give it back to you afterwards. All right. Fair enough. Just, um, just, 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 just for the um. Didn't know if to delete it or not. Well, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I'll keep it in there. Yeah. I've got the whole scrying spell listed out and what bonuses you can get based on what you've got of that person's. Cool, so you can read that out to me if I need to use it. Yes. Yeah. This is happening in the evening, isn't it? The meeting? Late, late afternoon yeah. is when oh, well, is that, you okay. need to, you need to get in there by the afternoon and the meeting happens late afternoon. Okay, okay. so on my way there, I'll attune to the Sears amulet. Okay. Uh, uh, anything else we think we might need? I've got nothing else to give you, mate. I don't, uh, I don't really have anything else to give you. Uh, Let me have a look. Solara, anything else? Just sort of shrugs at you. I don't really have a lot. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take a hug. Okay. And she hugs you. Don't I die. Feel sli- I feel slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, before you go, I could cast protection from good and evil. That lasts like 10 minutes, I think. Yeah, no. Rogar, you got anything useful spell-wise? Um, not unless he wants a shield of faith, but that I just have some green tentacles floating around him. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how, like, my... Um, uh, uh, yeah, disguise self covers that up. I assume it does, but at the same time, it's probably pushing it a bit far. Yeah. I mean, I think... we're giving you as much as we can. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> um, Don't die. Before anyone heads off, Heinrich does have more for you as well. Okay. Just in cool. general of how yeah, this we... is going to work. Yeah, yeah, that's, that'd be good. Yeah. So after you make your escape and you get out of there with the information you can, tonight we will be having a meeting with the leaders of the resistance. I have put out messages to all the people that you managed to speak to and recruit, and hopefully they will be in attendance so that we may discuss kicking this all off. 
We're just discussing it, right? We're not actually kicking it off tonight. Well, when are we kicking it off? Well, I'm sure Oman will have a few issues he'll want to deal with first, and we'll be able to divide out those tasks between everyone. But once everyone is satisfied, I don't see why we'd be waiting longer than a day or two. It's got to be at least a couple of days. We've got a fight in the arena hooked up. Oh, yes, I saw the posters of you. Um, it's kind of soured the mood with all the people getting arrested, but uh, good luck. Try not to die in it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, 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 the show must go on and all that. Don't die today so you can play, you can fight so tomorrow. So I can fight tomorrow, exactly. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, Corvus, yeah. Should be, should be pretty sweet. Um, yeah. But, yeah, let's get through today first before I have another death-defying moment tomorrow. So, <laughs> Rogar, are you squatting down and attuning to the greatsword? Uh, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably actually just sat in the corner. Like. Okay. So, while you start that up, you sit down on the ground and put the sword out in front of you, and you remove it from the sheath that it's in. It's in a quite a nice sort of black leather sheath, and you pull it out and lay the sword down in front of you, and you put your ha- one hand on the blade and one hand on the hilt itself. And you try to focus on the sword. And after about ten minutes or so, as you feel the magic start to make some sort of connection with you, it feels a little bit different from any other weapon or item that you've ever attuned to. As you start to attune to the sword, it almost feels like the sword starts to attune to you. And you feel a presence start to work its way through your mind. Oh, another one. (laughs) seemingly probing for information to judge the weight of your character and find out just who you are while that's going on and this tune's going on you start to get what can only really be described as visions or flashes of memory you see flashes of scenes initially you see a forge and a man wearing what looks almost like wizardly robes is working at a forge. He's a younger man with long, blonde hair. He looks like probably like so the prime of youth, and he's forging this weapon over hot coals. And you see he's pouring his magic into the blade. As he pulls the sword back, he looks at it with a smile, and it looks a little bit like the sword you wield now, but a lot smaller. It looks to be a long sword. And he smiles at it, and... You hear a word whisper into your ear for a moment. Bladesinger. You see another flash of this man fighting. He seems to cast spells and swing his sword with equal skill, cutting down foes and enemies and monsters, fighting anything that comes into his path. And then you see another flash to the future, where he's a bit older, his hair is grayed. He seems to be a true master swordsman at this point as he's fighting a duel against someone. But he doesn't seem satisfied. And you see almost a gnawing hunger within him for more. And then, seemingly a lot of time passes, and you see the man who you've come to recognize through the last few visions looks almost skeletal. His eyes have sunken, his skin has grayed and decayed, but there is a horrifying smile upon his face, and you hear the word whispered, Lich! But he's a unique lich that still carries this blade, a blade singer lich. And you see 
Another flash of him reforging the blade with his new power. And it is no longer a long sword, but a great sword, monstrous in proportion. And he looks into the sword and whispers the name. Eclipse. As you watch as this lich wrecks bloody terror upon the kingdoms around him. He is a monster. And so many come to fight and try to stop him, but just die at his hands, either from sword or spell. And then it all goes black. And your vision goes black for a while. And then another flash of memory shows up, and you see a clearly different man, taller, covered head to toe with this red plate armor. And he's wielding this blade, Eclipse. And he's fighting in the middle of a war zone. And as he swings his sword, black and red flames follow it behind it. This horrifying hellfire spreads out across the land. And you watch as a man whose name you seem to know. But you're not certain why you know it. You see the name Karnak, the Hell Knight. And he's conquering a kingdom in his name. And then it goes dark again. And then you sit there in the darkness for quite a while. And I'll say this, Sophia and Tommy, if you ever spare a glance over to Rogar, he is just eyes closed, intently focused on the blade. And then Rogar, you hear a voice come to you in the dark. Are you my new master? Seems like it. Good. You seem to be the right sort. <laughs> and uh, I am going to send you an email. Awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> while um, my player gets familiar with what I just sent him in real life, I think that's where we're going to end the pod. Ooh. Forever? Interesting. No, just for this week. <laughs> Holy shit. That's it. That was the end of the story. Well done, the everyone. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you found the sword. That was what it was all about. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I hope you all had fun. A little different. A little bit of death. Mm. Bit of uh, escapades. Well, to be yeah. fair, it's not different when Rogar dies, is it? No, not, not anymore. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be Just fair, another if, if, day. if you do take risks like that, you do die. Uh, it's the first time he's come back as a weird ghoulish abomination. Yeah. Generally, generally, every time he comes back, it's slightly worse, so... Yeah, we'll see. See what's next. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think I've technically come back slightly worse. I am entirely the same, just look slightly different. Well, that's not true at all. I'm going to be speaking to you after the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Is that being like sent to the headmaster's office or something? Sort of. Yeah, and I'll be speaking to you after the pod. Yes. <laughs> we need to speak about young Rogar's test scores. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, well, that was it. I hope everyone enjoyed. And if you want to chat to any of us, you can catch us on Twitter. I am at TreasonNo, and my players are all on there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We have a WordPress website with lots of lore and pictures and a comic and everything. And we have a Facebook group, also at Gunpowder Trees and No Plot, for no particular reason, just because everyone has a Facebook group. Why else would we have one? It's not yeah. like they're useful. <laughs> so uh, if you want to listen to this part anywhere else, you can do, because we're on basically every platform out there, so enjoy!
Go for variety. Listen to us on a different platform each week. Listen to us on all platforms every week. Ah, you can do that too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I will hand it over to my players to say goodbye. As usual, if you enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Last Art of Podcasting and the Last Art of Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers. You can find them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. Maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. And as usual, if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't. I'm sorry. I really am genuinely sorry, but you just can't. But as usual, I have another advert for you. So... Are you alone this winter solstice? Desperately looking for a mate? Dragonborn Dating is the service for you. Fill out our person specification form, or as we like to call them, character sheets. With all your vital statistics, and we'll find a match for you. The more we know, the better the match will be. So take everything from your height, eye colour, to strength and dexterity. Dragonborn Dating even pairs you up on moral standing. Lawful evil? We'll find a minion of a dark lord for you. Chaotic good? We'll find you a lovable rogue with a heart of gold. Too neutral? Eh, you're probably better off alone. Try Dagonboard dating today. First month trial free. <laughs> just find Rogar a date, shall we? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, it's not just for Dragonborn, but you know, they started out with Dragonborn and you know they moved on to the other races and stuff because they didn't want to get accused of being speciesists. So yeah, you know, but but, but yeah, exactly, you know. In this this day and age, but uh, I mean, still, it's probably the best place for Dragonborn to find mates of other clans. You'll find yourself a pink Dragonborn. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Steve, you are a smelly pirate hooker. Why don't you go back to your house on Whore Island? If you know that film, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a famous film. <laughs> well. Thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. See ya. See ya. New from the Necropodicon Podcast Network comes a horror movie review podcast called How to Survive a Horror Movie. Paul, Harley, and Don delve into horror movies where Don tries to make a connection to the movie Jumanji, Paul doesn't let Don get a word in edgewise, and Harley likes to make animal noises. Check us out every Wednesday on the Necropodicon Network. How to Survive a Horror Movie. Just when you thought it was safe to listen to podcasts again. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.